you have arrived at your destination. Hey, Mitch, who's your favorite Titan? Oh, man, there's such a wide array of good ones, but I probably have to give it to Beast Boy. I'm sorry, you're incorrect. It's Kid Flash. Oh. Anyway, uh, <laughs> for this completely subjective question, you are incorrect, in fact. But this week, we're talking Teen Titans Judas Contract on Animation Destination. Woo! Destination Podcast, an animation celebration podcast. I'm your host, resident cartoon junkie Brandon Jones, and I am here with Mitch Harmon. Yo! Mitch, how you doing today? Not too bad, man. Beautiful Saturday afternoon. It is. uh, It is a beautiful early evening, late afternoon. Yep. Uh, Great day to podcast indoors. I know, right? Really (laughs) stupid of us. Uh, Usually we do it in the evenings, uh, later on in the week. I've got a busy week coming up, so uh, pick pick. Had to do what we had to do. That's true. So let's get out of it. Let's get this done and over with quickly so we can go out and enjoy the day. Uh, (laughs) That's my plan anyway. Uh, This this podcast is a burden to me. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Too much? No, I'm kidding. Take it away from my outdoorsy life. <laughs> uh, yeah, the big outdoors <laughs> life that I have, where I go hiking and stuff, which I need to do more of. Honestly, I need yeah. to get out more. But There's a lot yeah. of good parks in Kentucky, man. There's it's a true. Lot of good ones. It's true. Um, I might head over to my brother's uh, place. He's right next to a park. I might do that after this. There but anyway, you go. Uh, but today we're talking Teen Titans Judas Contract. The animated movie, not the comic. We won't really be talking much about the comic. Maybe mm. a few little things about comparisons, but might save that for another podcast. Mm. Uh, a, a bearded podcast of some <laughs> form where it talks more about comics. Uh, but still, uh, we'll be talking about uh, the animated movie feature that came out um, on iTunes. It, I believe it will be available by the time you hear this. It will be available for DVD. Um, mm. So, But uh, on iTunes, uh, it is available right now for everybody to view. Um, so go check it out uh, before you listen to this, because we're probably going to get into spoilers. We're probably not going to be too uh, worried about spoilers or anything. So yeah. uh, we're going to get right into it. Uh, probably not talk about the entire plot, but just what our feelings were, what we liked about it, what we disliked, etc. cetera. Uh, but before we get into that... Get on to our animation recommendation as I do a weekly recommendation of animation for all people uh, listening to this podcast every week because I want things that maybe don't have a lot of, uh, you know, word out on them. Sometimes I have things that people are very popular on and, you know, like the Samurai Jack debut. Obviously, everybody knew that was coming, but oh, yeah. it was. I would be remiss to say, like, you need to go watch it because it's going to be great. And we all know it's going to be great. <laughs> yeah. uh, so that was one. But I like to, I like to mostly focus on talking about stuff that maybe people don't know and maybe you should go check it out because that's uh the point of this whole segment Mm so uh sun creature studios uh way back in the day one of our animation recommendations was the reward uh which was a about a 15 minute little mini movie about uh, two guys going on a journey together to find a treasure a reward um and it's a great little short it has a beautiful a uh, magical sort of realm that's of its own, you know, kind of D and D ish, but not really. It's like uh, very. It's a French animation studio, uh, Sun Creature Studio, and uh, they 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 have a very unique style to them. Let's say um, it, it, a lot a lot of cartoonists, like a lot of cartoonist type 
proportions. Mm-hmm. Nobody's really like you know proportioned yeah. properly, quote unquote. Tiny, tiny little slivers for feet, and very stylized. Very, uh, I would say, almost Rick and Morty-ish, actually. A little uh, bit, but yeah. With like more, like a little more detail. A little it has more an detail. abstract look to it, but yes. not not like over the top type yeah. of abstract. Exactly. Uh, you can still tell like what's a what's a person and what's not. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, Sun Creatures doing some more stuff. Uh, they did. Uh, they did a, a a they did another movie that was a little bit shorter than the reward. Uh, something about the deity. I can't remember what it was called. Um, but it was about this like uh, basically a god who falls in love with like uh, well he he's an adventurer that kind of like ascends to godhood sort of in D and D sort of aspect you know uh, so but he falls in love with this woman who uh, you know falls in love with him and then he kind of shows himself to be sort of a selfish you know jerk obviously and then goes off and does uh his own thing and tries to like basically conquer everything just just to impress this woman who's no longer impressed with him so (laughs) it's all very uh very tragic story well this sort of kind of takes en route they're doing this new thing called the traveling deity uh they've got two parts up on their youtube channel and it's sort of like an offshoot uh like what the woman was doing during that time that she broke off with him and he was uh you know uh basically uh, killing gods in his adventures <laughs> and kind of assuming power amongst like everything, you know, he was like becoming like this sort of god of destruction. Sort so of like you would kill a god and like, almost absorb the powers. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's just like sort of that that leveling up level of like D and D, like when you get to like level nineteen twenty, where you're just basically ascended to godhood. So yeah, that's okay. basically what he was. He was like an adventurer who descended to this point, so All he right. could like he could just off gods, like you know, just uh, <laughs> stuff like that. But he like had this like darkness inside of him that would grow. And uh, so the, the little part two is kind of like an, a little story of like what the girl's doing uh, while that's happening. And uh, it shows the god that he kills. It shows him die and his little subjects kind of fade away who were kind of trying to lure people. They were, they were kind of like trying to bring people um, awareness of like this this thing that was coming, this thing that's inside of the, the adventurer. Uh, and they all sort of just die because he kills the god that went to warn them. But one of them leaves a little uh, little bit of like that memory in the woman. So apparently the woman has now taken the uh, the the duty of warning people about this you know monster that's inside of uh, the adventurer. So hmm. uh, it's it's all very abstract. There's no dialogue whatsoever. It's all like uh, like just hand motions, just hand, and... hand motions, and like a little bit like oh, oh? like very yeah. Simsy type of like dialogue, <laughs> like like <laughs> oh? yeah, it's like oh. You know, it's like, oh, oh, you know. it, it, it really is. It's like, it's all stuff. <laughs> I really want yeah. to watch this now. <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, but it, it's great. Uh, Tales of Alethrion is the name of the whole series. There's a lot of uh, a lot of smaller videos that kind of showcase characters that they want to cover in this whole thing. Uh, there's a bunch of uh, choose their path sort of things where like people could choose like, okay, there's these two adventurers. They can go do this. And it's actually the two women that hop on board the, uh, the, the two guys as horses at the oh end. that's it's, cool it's them and then you have like the two kids who get the the map after the two heroes so they have their adventure and like they and so uh. it, so i guess they're they're planning on exploring a lot of this and stuff even the people who even the uh the group of thugs that attack the the one guy and like cut off, cut off his fingers mm-hmm. even that group like has like an, an offshoot story <laughs> with the woman's daughter so it's like it's wow like it's they're, so they're, tied together. i know right they're like exploring like all these little 
multiple facets of things that are going on. So, and w- uh, what's it called? Tales of Tales of of a Lethrion. Spell that out uh, for people. who... Uh, yes, I will spell that out. It is A L E T H R I O N. Tales of a Lethrion. Sun Creature Studios. <coughs> um, and you can check that out on YouTube. Uh, they got lots of good stuff. Um, lots of shorts, and it it. It's great stuff, and I can't. And I just need to mention the music is stellar, like just top notch, amazing Lord of the Rings style music. Hmm. It's so good. I will play you the opening theme for Traveling Deity before we leave today. I want right. to do that because it's so good, and you need to hear it. So, well, I love the re- that reward. Oh yeah, that short was amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah. So. the music there was great too. But even this, like, it has like an old folk. Uh, singer like doing the doing mm. the doing the lyrics and everything. It sounds so good. Sounds and, pretty cool. Yeah, very Celtic. Very oh, Ooh, I like my Celtic music. Mm-hmm. Celtic's very fun. Good. Yeah, so uh, very very uh, very you know the mountains hold sort of Hobbit music and it's great. So go check that out. Tales of Alethrion, uh Sun Creature Studios on YouTube, uh, perfectly free, and they've got a Patreon. Go support them on Patreon too if you really like it. So uh, I think I give them a dollar a month. So <laughs> it's like, uh, but anyway, uh, moving on. On to Tune News. I don't know why I do that. Because I, it's so I great, never, though. It's, I never use that. But ever. You, you still you put that like put the music over top of you yeah, doing right? that. Ah, that's, that's, a good point. that's a good point. I should do that. Um, anyway, uh, Kubo. Cup Coraline, Box Trolls, Paranorman. What do these have in common? They're all made by Leica. Yeah. Uh, the uh, two or the uh, sorry, uh, not two D. Uh, <laughs> the opposite of two D. It's, yeah. it's the exact opposite of two D. Uh, the uh, stop motion animation studio mm-hmm. uh, Leica has got some merch coming. Uh, they got some new uh, merchandise coming from. Oh, uh, who's doing this stuff? Not really seeing it yet. Are they figurines? Uh, are they... Yeah, they're, they're, they're little figurines. Oh, uh, for, okay. Yeah, people to have. It's like, I would assume, probably poseable. Because, okay. like, you know, well, like, I mean, some people like those pops. All the head, right. only heads move. So, yeah. like, I can see why they would have just mm-hmm. final figures because right. they are such stylized things. But you would think with a the, each yeah. one of those being a stop motion right. production, they would have posable yeah uh, or at least some points of articulation for for these figures who are you know, I mean, Coraline oh, wow. literally has a hundred different poses for right. her throughout the movie one night. Right. So actually, there's no uh, word on what they're actually going to be, uh, but they will be getting toys, collectibles, apparel, accessories, novelties, paper goods, publishing, and uh, seasonal items. Wow. So they're so, just full on. Like, yeah. They apparently got a deal with somebody, and they're going to be, uh, <laughs> you know, forking it out. So. I mean, right on. I'll definitely be picking up some Kubo stuff. Yeah. And uh, um, love me some box trolls too i mean actually all those all those core line and uh did you say um uh paranorman paranorman's in there too Cor- yeah yep. paranorman yep. core all four uh, of the main ones box trolls is actually really good by the way yeah I, I i didn't watch it for like the longest time i didn't realize it was like at the time i think and uh i've watched it since and yeah it's good anything that's like if it's legit because like, that's what all this is there's right. legit stop motion animation yes, yes but there's also the stuff like isn't yeah. book of life isn't that animation that's made to look like stop motion yes exactly yeah, yeah. so like anything like that though I, I love and mm-hmm. the book of life is amazing and Lego Mar- movies that way Pit Lego it's, movie it's, I love Lego yeah, movie oh my it's, gosh it's CGI but it's made absolutely look like stop motion yeah and yeah. they do a good job on yes. it too yes um, but yeah that's awesome dude I'm, I'm so glad that those things are actually getting 
products yeah. now. Agreed. I will buy the Coraline. I will like. I would. I'll, I'd buy Coraline. I'd buy Kubo. Um, I don't know if I'd buy any Paranorman stuff. I don't like nothing really that I would want to sit on a shelf from Paranorman, but because mm-hmm. it's more the story of Paranorman that I love more so than this uh, is true. It's just the characters, yeah. they all look. Right. I mean, any of these movies, they all look amazing. They you do. Know? They do. But but more so, Coral. Like the two for me is Coraline and Kubo. That's the ones where things just look beautiful to What's me. What's the one like, thing you would like to see from Coraline? Uh, from Coraline, uh, other mother. Really? Like, yeah. Uh, and we're talking about like like spidery, spider body. needle yeah, finger. Whole, yeah, that okay. whole thing. I want a figure of that thing. That thing is be, that has to be pretty massive too. Yeah, you know, because be she's huge. Big. Yeah, she's gigantic. Uh, yeah, so like just anything of like other mother I'd like to have. Like, That'd be pretty cool. She's creepy with the button eyes and all that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Had the button eyes. Yeah, uh, and from Kubo, like any of it, like literally. I want me uh, uh, Hanzo. Yeah, Hanzo. Uh, little little yeah. figurine, but yeah. I, I would love to get the uh, the. Um, uh, beetle, yeah, the be- samurai, yeah, beetle well. samurai would be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. I man, yeah, I would love to. Yeah, just the little the, the little paper guy. Yeah, a little I'd Hanzo, a little, a little like, figure of that. Make his cool. arms move around a little bit or something like that. But that's yeah, about it. That'd be cool. I would love to get like a little like if they did this, if they had like a little like set of like little paper Hanzo and the Moon King, oh, like, the little paper Moon King, not the be, actual one. But yeah, so, but yeah, no, that that'd would, be so cool. That would be pretty cool. Man. Moon, the, the the paper Moon King is like one of my favorite designs in the whole movie because he has that giant crescent moon yep. on his. Uh, helmet so cool uh, I would love to have that. So that and I oh man, imagine like a, a big like a big diorama set of the giant skeleton. Like oh, that'd be oh, so that'd good. be cool. That'd be so good. <laughs> like, that thing would be expensive. It would be expensive. Huge, right? <laughs> yeah, that thing would be so awesome. Yeah, it'd be awesome. I'd love to have that. But yeah, uh, Leica, they're going to be doing that, and they're partnering with uh, Striker Entertainment uh, for the licensing. So uh, be be on the lookout for that stuff. Should be a good time. Uh, can't wait. I, I want them to make money. I love that studio. Yeah, like, no, immensely. make more movies. Make more of that. Uh, get more uh, love for those things. New Ghost in the Shell animated film announced uh, by Japanese studio. So in the wake of the uh, Ghost in the Shell uh, movie um, from uh, whatever. What, what studios doing that? I have here? no I idea. <laughs> I couldn't even tell you. But I do uh, know it's but, been very successful in the box office it so has, far. It has been very successful because, you know, Scarlett Johansson is very popular. So, you know, like, yeah. Uh, she, and, you know, you put her in a skin tight outfit. I'm sorry. You probably got to. People, people are going to go see it. People are going to go see that. Uh, but I'm happy that's doing well. Um, uh, I hope it's faithful to the product. Um, I haven't really watched it at all. I'm not the biggest Ghost in the Shell like fanboy. Mm-hmm. I, I like Ghost in the Shell. I enjoy it. I think it's very good. But I like I, I've never like pursued more and more Ghost in the Shell. It's like if it's on, I'll watch it and I enjoy it. Uh, but you know, it's it's just like when people were like kind of freaking out about the movie. I was just kind of like, well, yeah, you know, it's it's a movie. <laughs> it's like, but it's a thing. Uh, hopefully, this will lead to like stuff that I do enjoy coming to American audiences, and they'll you know like bring Attack on Titan or Loop on the Third or stuff that can be adapted to you know American audiences now pretty easily. Um, I think uh, My Hero Academia would be really good uh, to bring over. Uh, One Punch Man, I think, would be amazing. Like, One Punch, they'd have to do it. It would be difficult because you have to not only have these over the top fight scenes, yeah, but like every like, like when he fight when he's fighting uh, Carnage Mode, uh, 
uh, beetle dude or whatever. Guy. Yeah, yeah. And then he punches him, and literally one punch literally just <laughs> destroys half his body. Yeah. Like this type of like I don't know. You right. it, it's a lot of CG. Yeah, but I mean, it could be it could be done pretty well if they did it right. Uh, honestly, uh, honestly, you know who I'd want to get if they did an Americanized version of One Punch Man, which is hard to do because it's a very Japanese style of of character that he is. Absolutely. Uh, but I think you can get a slacker U.S. type of character that way as well. Yeah, someone who's uh, just like doesn't really give a, you know yeah, whatever. Didn't give a crap about anything. It's whatever, man. Um, you know, if you Americanize it, whatever, fine. I swear, if you did that, you know who'd actually be pretty good at doing this, and people are gonna like want to choke slam me. I don't care. Uh, Zack Snyder, I think, would be a really good director to get for that. Not, yeah. Not do the story, like have a script for him, <laughs> like, like, and have him direct it and film it because b- people always seem to like crap on Zack Snyder like for stuff that he does, but it's like usually when he has a story that's unabated that like is something that he wants to adapt like Watchmen it's really good like mm-hmm. Watchmen is a very faithful very good thing there's a few things that he tweaks here and there uh, I think for the better in some cases um, but uh, yeah I don't know it's, it's just it's funny to me so uh, I think he'd be really good at doing a one punch man but anyway uh, so because of that uh, <laughs> uh, Project IG uh, has announced that they will be doing a new anime uh, based on the uh, franchise of uh, Ghost in the Shell. So more Ghost in the Shell stuff. That's cool. I, I was Ghost in the Shell was like one of those first anime movies that I watched. Right. That made me realize anime wasn't uh, Sailor Moon or <laughs> the Americanized version of Dragon Ball Z or you know yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. other ones. But exactly. you know, it was very adult, very grown up type of scenario situations, yes. and it just was like, oh my gosh, like this, like the over top of graphicness uh, of the whole thing you know it's just right. people's skulls are getting crushed and and just it's just it was amazing you know it was, right. like, it was like, yeah. the, like i said my experience with um ninja scroll was yeah. very similar i was just like oh, you can have stuff like this what <laughs> I, I had no idea uh, but it looks like the production company for uh, ghost in the shell was paramount pictures at dreamworks yeah okay yeah so um, in tandem with yeah. each other there you go that's cool uh, but there we go. Uh, new Ghost in the Shell. So it's one of those that keeps popping back up and up, like because Ghost in the Shell was old, mm. and then like all of a sudden it was just like, yeah, it's getting a series. <laughs> it's like, oh really? Like, right. like uh, yeah, the sta- uh, the uh, uh, standalone complex, I believe it was called. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, and then it got another series after that, and then it got another movie after that, a CG movie. It just like keeps coming out with properties. So it's 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 a really like yeah. You know, the whole concept behind the, the the thing is, like, what defines a human? Human, yeah, what defines humanity, which, again, is very popular right now, especially in video games. Very true. There's, like, 30 video games <laughs> that are that are exploring that whole thing. Am I a human? Ex Machina, uh, uh, or Deus Ex, sorry, not Ex Machina. Ex yeah. Machina is a movie that's doing it, uh, that's doing the same <laughs> thing. Uh, but Deus Ex, uh, frickin' uh, Near Automata, just all this stuff that's like, oh, what's humanity? I yeah. get it, you know, Soma, just all these games keep doing well, it. And it's not so. just like can a robot gain humanity. It's right. also like how far does a human have to human. fall exactly. before they lose their humanity? You exactly. Know? And it's 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 a really beautiful thing when you actually get into all the yeah. the story plots and whatnot. But it's it's very yeah. It's very like in tandem with everything that's going on right now. I'm shocked that Shadowrun hasn't made like a bigger uh, is a it's it's a pen and, Shadowrun is a pen and paper D and D type style game, mm-hmm. uh, but it's 
cyberpunk. Yeah. And, like, the entire basis is pretty much that. Like, how far... Because, like, you have this thing called, like, you know, uh, cyber points that you put into it. But if you have zero humanity points from... Like, your humanity points get taken away as you put in more cyber. And if you're a zero in humanity, you're just a robot. Like, <laughs> that's it. Like, you you have no humanity left in you, like, mm. whatsoever. So, uh, I'm shocked that hasn't, like, uh, kind of accelerated a little bit. A little bit. So, Find, so found that. some uh, yeah. ground somewhere. Right. So... That that that'll be, uh, that'll be interesting to see how much longer this little uh, run will go. Yeah, but, uh, uh, Ghost in the Shell's thriving on it. But that's it for our tune news, which brings us to our ad break segment uh, before our topic Rick today. Scratch. So, <laughs> uh, so enjoy this ad break while we prep for our topic of the day. Hey guys, it's your resident cartoon junkie, Brandon Jones, here to tell you that the Animation Destination Podcast could not be possible without the generous sponsorship of the Destination Comic Book Store. Sporting a wide variety of Funko Pops, statues, toys, games, and other collectibles, the Destination is your one-stop shop for all things pop culture. If you're ever in the Kentuckiana area, stop by the Destination at 5031 Shelbyville Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40207 in the Best Buy Shopping Center behind these crafts. I've personally been shopping at the Destination for about three years now, and uh, it's the only comic shop that I really go to anymore. It's uh, got great lighting, great staff, it's very friendly. Um, you know, you've met the staff, pretty much the entire staff on this podcast at some point. But it's definitely the shop to go to if you're ever in the Louisville area. So once again, check them out at 5031 Shelbyville Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40207, just behind these crafts in the Best Buy Shopping Center. And thank you again to the Destination crew for sponsoring the Animation Destination Podcast. Boy, what an ad break that was. I loved it. It's amazing. Or would you like to take a drink before we come back? <laughs> go ahead. Let's actually take an ad break. Ah, mm. oh, yeah. There we go. Oh, refreshing. Refreshing. I should have brought a drink. I don't know why I didn't bring a drink. Uh, you always so. bring a drink to the pods, man. I'll tell I know, you. yeah. It's, uh, Even if it's just a small bottle of water. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I, I usually do it when I'm a guest. But like when, yeah. I'm, ho- when I'm hosting, I just never, because I have to keep talking indefinitely. Anyway. So this thing, I'm, I'm never in that chair, so I yeah, never have to worry. Yeah, you I, never have to worry I'm about always it. over here, <laughs> over there, but I'm just never in that chair. So One day, you'll have one to host <laughs> no. pizza pizza points with mitch right yeah pizza points with mitch that's right <laughs> how many pizzas do you guys like uh, i like a lot of pizza i like pizza i like five pizza maybe six pizza <laughs> i don't know how many pizza you like <laughs> great topic for a podcast the voice and everything i like oh, pizza boy. you guys like pizza all right so i got goodbye Guys, it's time for our topic of the day uh, here on the Animation Destiny Podcast, which is Titans, Judas Contract, Teen Titans, Judas Contract, starring Kevin Smith, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I was very surprised. Um, that when was I, funny to me. When I saw uh, his name in there, I was like, right. oh, okay, it's just a plot point or whatever. Right. No, he was actually... Yeah, he's there. He, voiced, he was a voice in the, in the, in the movie. Yeah, he was there. Um, but anyway, this was uh, a uh, straight-to-DVD movie uh, based in the same universe that they've had so far. The sort of congruent universe, because sometimes they have the offshoots, but they have the congruent universe of like the Justice League war crew mm-hmm. um, and the Batman. Batman Bad Blood, that's all uh, the, the, the Jason O'Mara Batman yes, kind of universe. Yes, yes, yes. 
Uh, and this is the the newly introduced Teen Titans segment of it. When last year's Teen Titans versus uh, JLA versus Justice League, uh, we had a new introduction of a new Teen Titans crew of uh, Starfire, Blue Beetle, Beast Boy, Raven, and Damien, uh, and Cyborg's kind of there too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, part of the Justice League, but not really. I yeah, guess. Like, well, I like the fact that he just likes to hang out with them. Like in yeah. the first movie, like he's just like there. I kind of wish he was in this. Yeah, right. I, I was like, a little just like pop up. Like the Teen Titans are in I, danger, man. I, but. I, I guess it's because like he was with the Justice League at the time. I don't know, but uh, like if you bring him in, you kind of have to have a reason for the Justice League to come in to so, show up. Yeah, exactly. So he's just been going over to party, and then all of a sudden, right. oh yeah. no, what's this? <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> um, but. Uh, um, but it, it also Justice League Dark as well takes place in this universe and everything yeah. too. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. So it, it's it's been a fun. It was a rough start. Uh, I I hate Justice League War. I don't like I don't like Throne <laughs> of Atlantis. Uh, but uh, Teen Titans versus uh, JLA, Batman, Bad Blood, uh, all those things. Like I'm enjoying it. Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying these. Like it took a bit to get it to this point, but now they're all behaving like the heroes they should be. Yep. Um, and I'm totally down with it. So this this new universe. I'm enjoying so this basically expands more on the Titans side of the universe um, of that uh, era uh, we even get like some flashbacks as to how some characters are there which is yeah cool. which we'll, is very cool we'll get into that with spoilers time uh, but uh, before we get into spoilers and everything uh, like who all's in it what's going on etc uh, what all overall did we think of the movie and like uh, what, what was interesting about it um, I thought it felt very Young Justice-y. It was, it was very akin to Young Justice, not just because the design, like because the character designs were, you know, like almost precisely Young Justice. In, yeah. In fact, I noticed some reuses of character designs. In oh, fact, in this. yep, that's very um, true. Uh, Tracy in the uh, the the. Uh, uh, the homeless shelter, mm-hmm. uh, the volunteer at the homeless shelter. That was Barbara Gordon from, uh, like, her model was precisely Barbara Gordon oh, from Young Justice. That's, that's very true, actually. But it looked exactly like Barbara Gordon from Young like, Justice. A little bit different like, color of hair. <laughs> and I yeah. think her skin was a little darker. Yeah, but. yeah. It was just like, that's Barbara Gordon. Like, it's like, <laughs> uh, Jaime's mother was uh, was uh, Wally's mother in uh, in Young Justice. Like, I she pay was, that close attention to yeah, her she, mom. Yeah, she was just, like, colored, you know, Hispanic. And that was, like, it. So yeah. I, was just, I was just like, what? They just read. Using Teen Titans or uh, Young, Young Justice, Justice characters. characters. Um, I even like checked to see if like maybe Greg Weissman was involved with this at all, but he wasn't. It was all Sam Liu, so mm. uh, the Teen Titans, you know, the guy who did the Teen Titans series back in the day. Um, interesting that it was a mature rating. Um, well, there's it, some adult undertones yeah. that, like, when you put into the, a, like a comic book, you can slide by with that, and I, it's amazing that you can, yeah. but somehow in a movie you can't. Yeah. Um, and there's also, I want to say there's a little bit of blood. Oh, there's blood. Yeah, that, yeah. That, yeah there was there was blood. Oh, well, uh, that's right. Yeah, there, there was blood. There's for a sure. guy called Brother Blood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, there wasn't a whole lot of it. To be fair, it wasn't like graphic by any stretch. Sure. Uh, but a lot of S-bombs were dropped. <laughs> like, that's true. A lot of S-bombs were dropped. Yeah. Um, which was interesting. Can't uh, do that in comics. No, can't, can't do that in comics. This is like a Max series. Right, like yeah. So it, 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 it was interesting because I don't remember the first one being very adult. Like it had like some... Like, like adult, like more mature moments, but mm-hmm. like it's interesting that this guy that this was like they went with full mature rating. On this well, I think the reason is also because like you had Teen Titans versus Justice League. This yeah. is like well, just Titans, okay, two yeah. Titans, right? But there's there's still it's like Titans and versus and Teen Titans fighting against you know the whole 
if you've never read the Judas Contract or yeah. Brother Blood, it's kind of a max mashup between those two. Right, yeah. Exactly. But it's that whole thing that mm. they're fighting against. Yeah. And to be fair, like the, uh, if you've ever read New Teen Titans by Marv Wolfman and George Perez, like it, it's intense. Like there's some intense stuff that occurs oh, yeah. during that stuff. Like it's crazy. Uh, you know, uh, I, I'm not joking. Like it's like <laughs> it's an intense comic book, which is why it was so popular among the uh, the demographic that they were going with. Mm-hmm. Like there, you know, people like uh, you know, Brad Meltzer, uh, who's a comic book writer slash conspiracy theorist on History Channel, uh, good comic writer. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, he's got his conspiracy theory show, which is interesting. But he um, uh, he was a huge uh, him and Judd. Winnick were huge Teen Titans fans back in their college days and everything. Really? Like they would, they would, that's how they actually met was like, you know, through, because he had a Titans poster on his, uh, in his college dorm. Hmm. And it was like, oh, you read Titans? Like, yeah, man. And it's like, oh, like, it was like, you know, college students reading comics. Like yeah. back, back in like the 80s and 70s, it was like, that's eh, not really a thing you really pay yeah. attention to. But like it it happened, man. So, you know, I, I don't that's know. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So the Titans is like a really uh, a weird property because it's kind of targeted towards like younger audiences. It definitely is. But with hugely adult themes attached to it like all the time like, yeah it's not new and i think this movie does a very good job of touching on like the adult themes very well mm-hmm. not just like oh uh, damien said the s word you know like, it, <laughs> yeah it, it, it really he said a naughty word right it really does like touch on like you know like like you know like not only there's there's sort of a there's sort of a a purveying idea of finding a home through this whole thing yes for every character absolutely you know for people who like have a you know who have a rough life and stuff like that and some people don't rise above the darkness and you know Mm -hmm. and it's and that's a very core theme in this whole thing so uh i think it's really cool though so it's uh it, it all works really well together uh this was one of my favorite ones i i i liked jla versus teen titans but this one was way better like this one was better than that but yeah, I don't know. I really, I really enjoyed uh, Bad Blood. Yeah, Bad Blood was really good. Just so good. Yeah, Bad Blood was solid. But I, I think like Bad Blood was just a solid. But here's the thing. Bad Blood had the advantage of being a solid Batman episode, and Batman just works really well. That's yeah. the, it. Just does because it's a detective story, and th- those are interesting. Uh, this kind of has a detective aspect to it, but not really. But it's more of a uh, you know, again, like a, a finding a home, more of a, a, a very um, personal demons kind of a kind of a story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it was the first one, really, because it was about Damien and Raven sort of bonding over the fact that both their dads were freaking monsters. You know, it's like <laughs> pretty her, much, yeah, or their granddad and their you know, it's like, and then you know, her her dad and his granddad were just monsters. They they birthed from demons, quote unquote. So when, yeah, and quote unquote for Damien, not for yeah, literal for literal for Raven, for Raven yeah. and metaphorical <laughs> for for Damien or for Damien and literal for Raven. But uh, yeah, it's like. Um, my one, my, a few of my complaints, uh, there's a little bit of, uh, like, I, I feel like the brother blood stuff is there. Like the stuff that's there is really good, but it's just sort of like they're there because they need to be I, like, it's weird. For what though? Yeah, I know. That's what I mean. It's just like, like you could have done this whole story without the brother blood aspect. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, it could have been some other thing that Slade was doing and whatever. So, so know. if you guys never seen the movie, this does tie into, yeah. Uh, uh, the Judas contract book is that what you mean or no 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 oh the, son of the, batman the movie ties, son of, yeah son of batman there son you go batman. sorry so, yeah. i was like is it right. something with robin no yeah. son of batman yeah so this book does or this movie does tie into son of batman yeah 
And so you kind of need to watch that to understand and, Wade's real, or I'm sorry, Slade, right. his real motives in this right. uh, uh, and, movie. And again, another another reason uh, that I wasn't hyped about this universe either, because I didn't like Son of Batman, and I didn't really like Robin versus Batman either. Mm, okay. Uh, Batman versus Robin. I, that, like, they were okay, but they kind of like touched on storylines I didn't care about, mm. uh, you know, and uh, I thought Slade was kind of weak in it, you know, stuff like that. But then... Teen Titans uh, again. Teen Titans JLA was like the first one where I was like, "All right, this universe is getting it. Like yeah. it's getting what it's what it wants to be." And then Bad Blood was more proof of like, "Okay, this is yes, this is th- th- this is all stuff that's real good and it's all coherent." <laughs> and this is probably the best one of that universe because uh, I like this one over JLA Dark. I think I think I like this one over that one. There's there's a lot I like about this one. Yeah, yeah. no, there's there's there is a lot to like about this, and yeah. I have to say it, it's a, it's really it's really hard because I love. The I love just Boston Brand's attitude. Yeah, and that's so true. it was really great to see uh, him yeah. on screen. I, I'd have to re- revisit JL Dark. It's, it's, to know it's if close I would. one. Yeah. Not saying it's that very close. One would be. A, I mean, it, yeah. I guess it really boils down to which characters you like more. Yeah. I absolutely love Damien, and so I probably would have to give it to this. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, like, I, I, like they they nailed Swamp Things and Constantine's uh, relationship. Right, they, they they hit the nail on the head with that with that whole thing. Right, and I, I just absolutely love that scene in, in Justice League Dark. But yeah, about this movie, yeah, I am kind of with you. Mm-hmm. I, I felt like the the one part. And I also always felt like it was slowed down when yeah. we would focus more yeah. on the Brother Blood stuff. Right. As opposed to just focusing on Slade and right. his reasons for wanting to yeah. take on the Titans. Right. And he, you, you, and you did like this whole, I guess it's just kind of like, I really don't see the part. I don't, I don't know. I'm trying to find <laughs> justification for having Brother Blood in this movie. And yeah, there I, is none. I mean, it, it was, it was sort of just like the, the, the motivating factor, but Slade already had the motivating factor. Yes. Like it was already in his, in his, like he already knew why he was doing this. Because wasn't the original reason yeah. in the Jewish country because the Titans had accidentally killed his, his son? His son, yeah, his Jer- Jericho. Or, he, yeah, well, it was like a, uh, yes. It, Basically, it, it, like, he, blamed them. Yeah, he blamed yeah, he them. He blamed them for, for the death of his son. Yeah. And so that was the reason he was going around hunting down the Titans. Yes. But in this, is it's for yeah, basically getting back at Damien. Damien for, for taking yeah. yeah, that's right. Because, not not really spoilers per se, but well, like, it's I, I guess it's spoil spo- son of Rob or son of Batman. I but. guess, but I mean, like you know, Slade's in it. We've seen the trailer. Yeah. Slade is in this, and he wants revenge against Damien. So well, yeah, yeah, yeah that's I, his whole. I feel like the one thing they can't do, yeah. they can't make a Judas contract movie without having Deathstroke in it. Well, I mean, like, that's the whole you reason you can't. Like, you couldn't do yeah, it. Yeah, it, it wouldn't be, be right. It would be, it, be if you put Deadshot in there instead of. Death yeah. Stroke? <laughs> no, that's wrong. It's all um, wrong. I, I thought, uh, and I won't say this for anybody who hasn't seen the movie, but I thought that they might, when I was watching this, I thought that they might take a different approach from the comic just to have that surprise moment of who the Judas is. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't. Nope. <laughs> it is exactly who it is in the comic. Yep. <laughs> so if you know what happens in the comic, or if you watch Teen Titans, the cartoon, you know who it is. Uh, but that's fine. If you don't, I'm not going to say it because I want to say that for the spoiler part of yeah. it. But yeah, it's fine. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I like this movie a lot. I, I think it's probably the strongest entry right there with JL Dark uh, of this new combined universe. And mm. uh, I really enjoyed it thoroughly. It's it strong. Some, some of the best animation, too. Uh, the opening animation and the very end scene uh, in Brother Blood's uh, little cult thing where the yes. whole thing's being teared, torn down. It's just stellar, like almost. 
almost rotoscoped to a to a to a degree. Like it felt really real the way people were moving and like their mouth movements and everything. It felt real. Like it was <laughs> it was so good. Like I was shocked at how well it worked. One one purveying factor of the brother blood aspect, Mother Mayhem. Mother Mayhem is awesome in this movie. Oh, yeah, she's very she cold. Is great in this movie. I yeah. love her. Like she's so good. Like just because I, I don't know what it is. I love those cold like background kind of characters that like you know, like the Carls from uh from uh 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 de- uh de- what a crap what Die Hard, Die Hard, Carl from Die Hard, the the blonde hair that guy that like whose Carl's brother's dead and so oh yeah gotcha yeah okay, yeah okay, that okay. that guy the the guy that dukes it out with uh, <coughs> the guy that dukes it out with the main dude with the main guy gotcha. at one point in the movie so right. uh, the Jaws you know of uh, of the whole thing but. Uh, Jaws from Bond, not Jaws from Jaws. Uh, <laughs> like, I like that character. And that's pretty much what Mother Mayhem is in this. She's like that background character that's just like, oh, she's going to do something crazy by the end of this. And she does. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's not what you think either. So. Well, and just like throughout the entire movie, she's yeah. just doing this right. like very like, – yeah. which have... should be not easy for a normal person to do. But she's just yeah. executing these people oh, one yeah. after another yeah. for just, just – Cultish reasons. Yeah. She just has a cultish devotion to this idea. Like just – just like, ah, oh, weird stuff. It's um, crazy, yo. Uh, yeah, so let's uh, get into the spoiler section of this. Uh, spoiler section. I might put a thing here that says when to go to, to not avoid spoilers or whatever, but probably just go to the end of this thing because we're probably not going to talk about anything else. We're just going to shut it off here, go watch it, and come back. Yeah. <laughs> we're not really going to be talking about anything else on this podcast other than spoilers. So, spoilers warning. Here we go. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, this movie basically opens up with how Starfire joined the Titans, yeah, which was really cool. That was cool. I was a little uh, lost at first. I was like, "Did the Titans grow?" <laughs> well, I was like, "Gone or something?" But I like, know this is a flashback. This yeah, is that's Dick. That's not day. Damien. That's Dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it's Speedy Kid Speedy Flash, Kid Flash, all voiced by the Young Justice uh, voice cast. I thought that was really cool uh, too. Who you know those those who aren't already on the show, obviously. So like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. You know, Robin is still played by uh, whoever plays. Uh, Nightwing in this, I forget his name, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. Uh, so uh, that that was interesting because they got them back for their their roles: uh, Bumblebee, Kid Flash, uh, Speedy, Speedy, Beast Boy, Beast Boy. Yeah, so Beast Boy is played by the same guy too from uh, from Teen Titans JLA. But all the all the other ones are uh, they they have. Uh, guest appearances from, from Young uh, Justice. From Young Justice, which That's I thought was awesome. great. Because so, Young Justice is coming back, so yeah. it's going to be awesome. I can't <laughs> wait. Like, I, I would, it would hurt if Young Justice wasn't coming back. Yeah. It would, it would like, hurt a little bit that, like, oh. that Will Freeman is playing Speedy, and it's like, oh, man, I'm never going to see this again. But no, we are. We're going to see it again. <laughs> I'm so happy about it. So uh, it wasn't it wasn't heart-wrenching to see that. And uh, we finally get some closure um, on some Young Justice stories, but we got, too. We got, we got some Gordanians showing up. Uh, mm-hmm. The whole uh, – it's, it's the story of how Starfire came to Earth. It's, Pretty much, yep. it's, it's never been changed, amazingly. Yeah. It works well for the character. It does. She was sold into slavery, basically, by her – uh, cooing sister, evil coo- sister, evil sister who cooed uh, on Tamaran, and she was sold in slavery. She escaped uh, and came to Earth, and then the Gordians just, I guess, forgot about her for like centuries. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, like, whatever. <laughs> she can live there, I guess. Um, yeah, but uh, Starfire played by Kari Walgren once again. Kari Walgren, one of my favorite voice actors. So good to have her on here. Um, yeah, and uh, kind of learns how teaches how she learns uh, English, which is great. Mm-hmm. They they even reuse a joke. Uh, from uh, Teen Titans X Men comic book 
uh, oh, yeah. that I love uh, because he kisses. She kisses Robin. And it's like we learn how to la- we learn languages from you know kissing. It's like oh that's useful you know. <laughs> and then uh, uh, Beast Boy and Kid Flash was like hey you want some high school French? Like, yeah, I know. And it's like I know some four Spanish. Years, yeah, four years German over four, here. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. Uh, that there was a joke uh, in uh, Teen Titans X Men. I don't know if you ever read that book. No, it's a little mini series. It's pretty great. <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, it's got dark side in it. It's awesome. So um, and uh, basically. Uh, freaking uh, uh, she sees uh, Piotr she uh, sees uh, Colossus yeah. and she goes oh a new language as he kisses him to like learn the language and you just see Kurt go sprechen sie Deutsch that's awesome like, oh man that's Love great it. Uh, so yeah so they reused that joke and that was awesome I don't know if they knew about that joke but whatever um, but yeah uh, so then we kind of flash forward uh, from that point to th- and that's sort of again is that theme of like finding a home this is now Starfire's home yeah uh, which will be interesting because I think you could do stuff with the sequel, but we'll get to that mm-hmm. uh, later on, what stories they could adapt and everything. So um, basically they're on a mission to stop Brother Blood and his cult. Um, and then like, so they've got new members here and everything, but Nightwing's there. Nightwing's like, oh, I'm going to be on this mission with you or whatever. Um, and uh, you know, they, they start to infiltrate and there's a few like little moments of like Dick kind of taking charge and then like kind of having to step back because yeah. Starfire's the leader now and he's like not used to it. So he's like naturally trying to take lead. Well, and she even so. says in there, she's like, you yeah. know, they naturally, you, you were the leader of the Teen Titans. They yeah. naturally are looking to you. They're not even looking at me anymore. Right. Yeah. And so like Dick in certain, certain moments throughout the movie kind of like, all right, everyone, let's, let's listen to what we're going to do. Yeah. And he stops and like, what Corey has Corey to say. Corey has to say. You know, exactly. He's, he's like, oh, i got to take myself out of that leader mentality and focus it on her. Right. And I thought that was a pretty pretty cool scene. Uh, it was. Pretty cool scenes. Or a couple scenes. I, I don't know if it culminated in anything, but it, it still was it still worked. Uh, I, I don't know. It was it was, it was was an interesting well, I, just, I guess so. it just shows that Dick is a wholesome individual. He's, yes. Yeah. He, re- he, he doesn't recognize it sometimes, but when yeah. it's brought to light, he's like, dang, I'm really yeah. trying. I want Corey to feel like this is her team. Right. And so he tries to put the spotlight back on her several times. It does work for him, but like she doesn't really get like a catharsis moment over it, like towards the end. She she has those moments where she like smiles at him, like, oh, thanks. Yeah. You know, like, I appreciate it, honey. Right, yeah, but it was like I, because I, like she was having like doubts about her leadership at one point, and then she didn't really get like a thing at the end where she gets to like you know you know uh, talk okay, about like, this is mean. my team, like like take out Brother Blood or something, like you don't do this to my team, yeah, you know, that like that moment where like she kind of steps up and it's like this is my family, you don't touch it, like the mother role kind of step into that, like that's, yeah, that's that would have been point. nice because uh, uh, yeah, I, I think that would have been cool for her, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's fine, whatever. They'll get that for the next, maybe they'll get that for the, next, for the one. next one, save for the next one for the star for the for the Blackfire episode that they might do. Uh, I figure they should. I mean, why not? Uh, we'll, we'll get into that later. Um, but yeah, um, that'll, that, that, I, I think they did another good job of juggling all the characters and everything as well. So all their uh, backstories. One of my favorite moments was uh, at the beginning because they had to like kind of introduce these new people um, as well as reestablish the relationships between you know these characters. And that one moment where Tara's taking him up in the little tunnel mm-hmm. uh, into the thing, I thought was perfect at it. Like, I love that scene. Like, yeah. I watched it, like, a few times over because it was just, like... It was like all their personalities kind of coming out like in this one moment because, like, you know, Tara's like the... Yeah, I always do the dirty work, whatever. Uh, which is... Uh, coherent to her uh, comic book version. I, I went back and like kind of looked at it again. Uh, I kind of had this impression that she was more like Tara from Teen Titans the cartoon, which was like more of a uh, more of a, a 
kind of just a runaway, soft runaway type character and like wanting to bond with somebody and stuff like that. Uh, turns out, no, she was kind of a hothead. Kind yeah, of a, just abrasive. Abrasive. Just... She would make, she would crack jokes at people, call, you know, she'd call Kid Flash Speed Freak and, you know, and, you know she would like, like insult people, like as just like, you know, not insult, but like she'd give them all a nickname. Yeah, kind of like jab at them or something. Ja- like that. Yeah, little jabs. And that's, that's how she behaves in this. And it's very accurate. I thought it was kind of like, oh, this is different, but it's not. Yeah. It's, it's very much that way. So she's like, just sort of kind of the brooder and she's like yeah whatever i guess i'll do this haha you know she's like kind of the sarcastic one um a uh, great performance by the voice actress too by the way I, I i would look it up to who exactly played her but uh phenomenal performance probably the breakout performance of the whole thing um uh you know just as raven was in the last one i yeah. loved her i loved raven in the first one if i had a complaint not enough raven that's another complaint <laughs> not enough raven in this there's I, I get it she was the focus of the last one you yeah. don't want to focus too much on this one but i could have used a little bit more raven they I, used her enough to but you know the whole yeah. like i don't really have a family either you know this right, is, this yeah. is my family now so right yeah and again this little this little moment where they're in this tunnel uh where uh Beatles, uh, you know, Scarab is getting nervous and he's starting to kind of lash out. And then Damon's like, "Control your stupid Beetle," you know. It's like, you know? Yeah. and then he's like, starting to pull his sword out. And Raven's like, "Yeah, you want to do that in this roomy little broom closet? <laughs> yeah. Like, good job." Yeah. It's like, yeah. and then like they have to like, guys, calm down. Yeah. Right? It's like, That's it's enough. Like, it's okay. like, chill, chill out. Everybody. None of us want to be in this yeah. little and, tiny space right now. Yeah. And again, because like, like, because like, you know, uh, Starfire kind of has to be the mother and be like, "All right, everybody, calm down." And then you know. Dick's like, all right, so like you need to learn about this, and he's like, or well, as Corey will tell you, he's like, no, go ahead. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah, they have this, Continue. Like, they have this like little thing that's going on, and it's funny because it's just like everybody's like, I, I could have used some more groans from like other from like the the teens when they oh, did that like, stuff. Oh my god! Like, oh god! Like, get a room. I'm talking about <laughs> lovey stuff. My, my favorite was the one like like because like I it could have used one because like they're like doing the whole like training bit and like she's like, shall we, sir? I was like, of course, Malay. I really needed like a oh yeah. Like, from, like, like oh god, just like Beast Boy, like oh my gosh, nerds. <laughs> it been good. Um, good action sequence to follow. They take out the uh, the Brother Blood crew. Mm-hmm. Get to see Terra like take out uh, some dudes with some new earthly powers. You know, yeah, little, that's just awesome. Booms like they really do that really good because I like like when she like has the darker moments, like the Earth kind of becomes these like jagged worm like things and mm-hmm. stuff. Like when she kind of loses control, like uh, it's kind of creepy. Like, yeah, it's, no. like it's, it becomes more jagged and more like you know kind of hateful. You know? Yeah, it, it, it literally looks like like you said like two giant earthworms, but yeah. not like with like mandibles, right? Not like yeah. friendly looking squishy earthworms. No, yeah, like, like these will tear apart, right? You know, like like the tremors, like like yes, the grab exactly, boys, like tremors, exactly. Yeah. Like, like grab boys, from terrifying. Tremors. Yeah, terrifying. Oh, sorry. Uh, anyway, um, oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, but then we get some down moments, basically, with all the characters. Uh, I loved the fact we finally got to see uh, Jaime's family. Uh, yeah. For all the times that we've used Jaime outside of the comics, I never see his family, and that's so irritating because in the comics, that's so integral. Yeah, it's a big to part his, of him. to his entire story that it take like in a few issues he comes out to his parents that he has this 
that he's the blue beetle mm-hmm. of of uh, of Santa whatever the name of his town is the the fake Mexican uh, uh, Texican, uh, Texican town yeah. you know, town of uh, Santa whatever Santa whatever I can't remember what it is uh, but yeah like, he comes out to his parents that he is this character which is like so integral to that character because like he trusts his family to understand like what's going on mm-hmm. um, and uh, they have Milagro they have Aldo they have all the characters there and I love that I thought that was so cool because yeah. um, like it even like because imp- like he has like a, a real relationship with his sister too it's not like oh whatever twerp you know that whole thing <laughs> yeah. like he actually loves his sister and his sister like you know like uh like didn't really like you know they, they were all, he was always, she was always kind of abrasive towards him because he was always like kind of like like motherly towards her mm-hmm. and then when like she learned he was a superhero it was like in like oh yeah big bro you know it's like yeah. she like idolized him almost like the moment like she saw him like like pull up into like uh you know superhero mode and like mm-hmm. it was like oh yeah he is you know he's the real deal. So like they have that they have that relationship. Milagro is on there like a little bit, but she's having I think her quinceanera. I believe that's what that's called. Yeah, uh, the sort of like ascension to to womanhood. To womanhood. It, it seemed like it. It didn't seem like a birthday. It seemed like quinceanera. Like it was very. Special she had like thing. she had the dress on and everything. So, but he was missing that, and it was like a big deal. You know that he get, didn't get to to see it and. um and then he's having like the scarab doesn't like his dad. It's very abrasive towards his father. So he's have like this. He has this whole like real pushback with his dad right now because he's like in this thing and like his dad's having problems because he misses his son. And you know it's it's very well done, extremely yeah. well. I that that it's so such a small part of it of this story, but it's really well done the way they do it. Yeah. Um, and I, I I love that. And then Beast Boy's got the whole. Uh, social media thing going the whole time. Yeah, like, ah, yeah. I just passed a million followers, you know, and nobody cares. Yeah, nobody uh, else cares, but except for his fans who are yeah. crazy about him. Yeah, and, but he's you know throughout the entire movie he's he's constantly like giving yeah. like kind of winking eyes at Tara. Mm-hmm. And she's yeah. just like, All right. which is again comic accurate. That's very accurate. yeah. No, he's, it is. He's I, always had a crush. On I had to look yeah. that up, and I, mm-hmm. I did not know that was actually part of the Judas contract. That oh yeah, that yeah. when Tara came in, it was like oh this mm-hmm. is yeah he stopped her. From robbing a bank and talked with her, realized she was a sympathetic type person, and he's he's the reason she joined, basically. So you know, uh, he kind of brought her in. So and th- there was always this blooming relationship, even though bad things happen. You know, yeah. um, I really love how they worked. Ter- I love Tara's design in this whole thing. I like how they worked her uh, little overbite. She's always had like a little bit of like buck tooth like in her uh, design. Really? And it's sort of there. Like it's like just like a little bit, but uh, like her character's always had that little aspect about hmm. her. And I just like that about characters. Like when you have like that little like tweak of personality in a design and it's sort of stays over you know what i mean yeah uh through you know like like to to a more extreme degree the little s in superman's hair like that's always going to be there you know that's how you identify superman you know characteristically from clark kent or anyone else he's got the The curly q and all that curly q it's like you know because like bruce wayne and superman clark kent standing next to each other pretty similar looking in a lot of ways yeah but one's got the curly q and one's got the widow's peak that's the you know the Mm -hmm. difference so uh but i like those little aspects and they kind of kept that with tara's uh Tara's uh, thing and the freckles has her freckles too. Yeah, so a uh, little little Eastern country girl, so Eastern mm-hmm. European country girl. So it's like Eastern Europe or something. She's it's from something, I think. yeah. Something like that. Like, I, I was when I first thought I was like, 
I was like Russia, and I was like, well, I don't think it's quite like Russia, but like yeah. Ukraine or something Ukraine, like that. Yeah, it's like really, really crappy Eastern European part of town. <laughs> yeah. like, it really is. Um, but yeah, um, we start to see a little bit of her darker end. What happens in between there? Oh yeah, we get some brother blood inter. I like the brother blood interview. That was like the cooler part. I think, oh yeah, where he has the interview and the guy's like, so it's basically a cult, right? And he's like, well, I wouldn't call it a cult. And I, I was I'm like, offended you calling I'm my religion offended. a cult? And-, and then the next scene, the guy's like strong up with his blood draining into a pool into a pool that the dude's just chilling in brother blood's just hanging out there (laughs) which is uh the more um uh comic accurate idea of how he's stealing powers like again it's taken from two separate ones judas contract and uh his name is brother blood uh his name is brother blood uh is basically him trying to take the teen titans powers uh through a dark ritual of like bathing in their blood that was like so I guess that was sort of like the homage to that part of it. Uh, but in this, they use a big science fiction-y machine. Yeah, that has, like, tubes and stuff. That has no real explanation as to how it does this. Yeah. Um, they use a guy who looks like Jericho at the beginning uh, to absorb four people's essence or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, they hit him with a crowbar, and it does nothing. Uh, and then... Uh, he, like, takes a crowbar and bends cr- it. Bends it. And then yeah. Mother Mayhem shoots him in the head. Yeah. And that's it. And it's like, like thanks. Yeah, it's like, which I love Mother Mayhem's whole deal of just like you you have fulfilled your purpose and just mm. just offs dudes. Like I don't know, it's just I love the voice actors they got for it. It's just so cold and so calculated. I love it. Like it's just so good. Um so she does that to this guy who looks like Jericho. Um or might be Jericho. Yeah. Uh if we get to that end, but uh so I thought, oh that must be Jericho. Shoots him. Oh, maybe not. <laughs> maybe uh, not. Uh so like the idea is like I want the Titans on that thing uh to get powers. And it's like, okay, I know his goal. Like this yeah. is but then like there's uh you know, cause like uh somebody warned uh Brother Blood's people that the Titans were coming. Uh and and uh you know, it's like that was one of my favorite ones was and it's just like, oh, the death like our our benefactor needs to be reeled in, you know, everything and he's like oh don't worry about him you know it's like i, I have foreseen that he will I, I have foreseen that he will that he will be respectful to our ways plus i pay the bastard <laughs> like yeah. that's a good i like that line <laughs> it's like uh plus also i pay him a lot um uh so basically like you know like they use this uh, the titans are trying to figure out what brother blood's next move is or where they're you know out you know where their whole outfit is so he's like cross-referencing information and uh i don't know just a lot of good character moments in these aspects it's not a bunch of action which is interesting yeah. to me. Uh, a lot of good character moments you have damien and uh uh dick having some moments that are really good yeah because like like damien's more respectful towards dick now because yeah. he, he he's earned like grayson's earned his respect basically he does treat him point. a little bit more of a big brother than yeah. just more of a and less of a like yeah uh, an obstacle i guess because yes. in son of batman he was totally like yeah you're in my way grayson you yeah know? you're in my way but in this it's just more like like you know because he even like says uh you know or he's like going out or whatever and Dick just asked him, like, so you've been going out a lot lately. What's that about? And he's like, I don't need your permission, all right? Like, yeah. <laughs> he's, like, he's still abrasive, but he's like, I was just taking an interest. And he's like, oh, okay. So it's like he, like, realized, like, oh, that's me being – that that's yeah. the, that's the League of Assassin part of me. Sorry, hard to turn that off. Yeah, basically, it, it, so it's like ten years like, of your of the beginning of your life. Right, let, let yeah. that go. So he's just kind of like, oh yeah, I go on patrol. It's like, oh by the way, congratulations on your cohabitation. I approve. It's like, <laughs> yeah, she, it's like, like she I, she's proven herself to be strong. I approve. It's like, thank you. Yeah, like, I love that. I love the beginning <laughs> of that scene though when he walks yeah. in. He goes, Damien, uh, Dick looks at him. and goes, you, you like sleeping that thing? He's like. I want to take it off when I need to bathe. And Dick's like, 
think it's about time for you maybe to you know, take a shower. Like, he just sniffs and says, so no, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good time. Uh, I, I just love that, that Robin, like, Damien does not wear civvy clothes anymore. Like the no, entire, yeah. this entire movie, he's wear, he's literally in the Robin costume. In, in the Robin set. To Robin be fair, outfit. he was capped for a good portion too. Right. So but at no point does he have those civs on yeah, at all. Nope. Um, uh, a lot of good. Uh, so basically, a lot of it's uh, uh, Tara's abrasiveness towards the rest of the team, mm-hmm. uh, which I thought was interesting because uh, it's an interesting route to take. Because typically, when there's like you know a Judas, which is Tara, by the way, yeah. if you didn't know, uh, usually make that person like as nice as possible, or like you know, like in a, unsuspecting, unsuspecting. But in this, it's like you know, like you're from the get go, like it, it worked a little bit better because it's kind of like you know, you don't know there's a betrayer, and the moment you learn there's a betrayer, they tell you it's Tara. Yeah. Which I think is a better aspect because you're not going to get shocked by that. You know, like, who? oh, there's someone. Who is this? It's like, who could possibly be? Starfire? I think it's Starfire, guys. Like, at no point did they really say that. Like, you know, like, oh, who's the, you know, who's, like, who? oh, someone must be, there must be a mole. Like, it never comes up. It's literally the moment Slade like, plays his hand. That's her. Yeah, like, it's there's like, a mole. Yeah. It's Tara. It's that's, Tara that's, like, immediately. Yeah. Yeah, like, and even before then, actually, like they don't even say explicitly there's a mole. It's just like uh, Slade's keeping tabs on him, and then like they confront Damien, and they both confront him because like it's not even like yeah, yeah it, it wasn't like it was just like oh yeah, it's like screw it. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> and it was actually accidental because Tara wanted to go see Slade because she was like losing her, yeah, you know, she was losing her cool, yeah, being around the Titans, and she was kind of, and the real reason is because she was. Was like starting to feel for him, you know, like started to have a, a family moment. Yeah, she have, say. yeah. So she had to get out of the, like her whole excuse was I had to get out of there. It was driving me crazy. They kept pretending like they cared, mm-hmm. you know. So, but no, it's because you actually were starting to care about them, uh, which was interesting. Um, yeah, uh, Jaime has a few great moments where he's like, you know, wanting to you know help people because he's got to get the. I, I like his reasoning. It's just yeah. like he needs to be out of the freaking tower. He needs to stop thinking about his family and all that. And he needs to get the bug accustomed to people because it's being you know more abrasive yeah. and everything. So he wants to work at a soup kitchen uh, where a girl named Tracy works, not Tracy Thirteen, <laughs> <laughs> which it needs to be. But whatever, uh, we'll get into that. Uh, it would be nice if they brought Tracy Thirteen on the next one because be interesting. Uh, that would be great. Uh, I love Tracy Thirteen. Tracy Thirteen is a DC Comics character that nobody else knows who that is, <laughs> uh, but uh, it's Doctor Thirteen's daughter. Uh, people don't know who Doctor Thirteen is. Either. Uh, but if anyone's ever read uh, Dr. 13 by Brian Azzarello, is it uh, – what is that Dr. 13 story? Um, but uh, it's a great little story. It's got um, – uh, oh, man. Cliff Chang is the artist. Oh, okay. uh, it's great. Uh, and uh, it's by Brian uh, – Brian Azzarello does the uh, the – uh, oh man, I'm do the writing. Yeah, he does the writing, and then Cliff Chang does the thing. I'm going to look it up real quick. Oh yes, Architect Doctor Thirteen: Architecture and Morality uh, by Brian Azzarello and Cliff Chang. Mm. It's a great little trade paperback. It's got Tracy Thirteen in it, and it's awesome. Like it's so good. It's just it's such a random, crazy story with like reality bending aspects to it. It's really good. Uh, a lot of characters you'd never expect to be, you know, on it. So yeah. uh, it also has. 
those uh, Nazi gorillas, which is great. What uh, more do you need? <laughs> like, like, you know, uh, you know, it, it's it's a great little story. You should definitely check it out. Um, but it's got Tracy Thirteen on there, and Tracy Thirteen is awesome. But eventually, Tracy Thirteen is in the comic is Jaime's girlfriend. Mm. So I like that little nod, kind of little nod, little to, nod you know. to that. I thought that was okay. I think maybe bring Tracy. You've had Justice League Dark. You've experienced magic. You've got Raven. Bring in Tracy Thirteen and have her join the Titans. <laughs> um, I, yeah. So uh, we'll could, get I guess they could maybe kind of work it into the next movie it or something work. like that. But I think it would work. Um, but I like Jaime's approach to this because, like, it's showing that heroes don't just fight supervillains. Heroes also take care of people, right? And yeah. you know that's a bi- that's a big I, thing it, in any superheroes montage. It's like mm-hmm. it's not just about punching. The superpowered villain is yes. also making sure people, everyday people, are being taken care of as mm-hmm. well. It's a great cheesy little line, sort of. Uh, but uh, when uh, Tara's like, "It's like, well, we're superheroes. We don't work in soup kitchens." And he goes, "You don't have to move a mountain to help people." Yeah, like that. Yeah, I get it because it's Tara. <laughs> but it's like, uh, but even then, like Tara, like kind of has like this little spark of like, oh, "What the heck?" You know, yeah. it's like she's having this like sort of crisis of conscience, like almost immediately. Uh, with and I love that about this whole thing is just like. You know, it's not like, um, you know, like she's it, it, she's had a dark past. Like, it's been bad. Like the training montage, the training moment, actually. Mm-hmm. So Starfire's bringing him on a training session, uh, and, like, they're pairing off and fighting. And we get a little moment where Jaime's bug gets a little too crazy uh, and almost hurts uh, Raven, but she shrugs it off. Yeah. Uh, which I kind of like that because it's just like... Uh, um, you know, it's like, oh, my dad says I disgraced him myself, so there's that. <laughs> it's like, because she can hear her dad in the yeah. jewel. I love that aspect. That's never been a thing. Like, the jewel, uh, mm-hmm. her father being in the jewel in her head. That's, that would just be so annoying. Yeah. Oh, I know, right? That she's talking. But that's cool. I, I, again, that's another little aspect, because, like, Tara even asks, like, is it true that she's got her dad in that jewel or whatever? Because, yeah. like, like, and that's a subtle little thing that she's gathering intel, you know? It's, it's, it's a little character moment, like you think, but it's also, like, she's gathering yeah, intel. She's Sure, on that yeah, stuff. exactly. And mm-hmm. so, you know, it's like, well, we need to like aspect this whole thing. She's been on the team for like a year, apparently, at this point. So, yeah, a little um, bit of time has passed. Yeah, so it's like deep cover at this point. So she's having crisis of conscience sort of areas. But anyway, so Tara fights, uh, teams up and fights Beast Boy in the in the training, and uh, Beast Boy kind of gets a little uh, little. Uh, uh, flirty in the whole thing. A little too close, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He wraps her up uh, as as a boa constrictor, uh, and it kind of flashes her back to her being, being tied up, tied up by this group of this mob group that thinks she's a witch and like dragged behind a motorcycle. And it's like, good lord, yeah, I know. This is a children. It's like this is for children. <laughs> no, it's not. But it's that's like yeah. this is a really mature rating. But uh, you know, it kind of brings her back to that moment, and she goes crazy and starts. You know, like she's they've already established she has nightmares and like it, she causes tremors when she's asleep. And uh, she doesn't like Raven poking her head for obvious reasons. Yeah, she'd well, see she'd see that she was a working traitor, for, working for Slade. Working for Slade, but you know it, it works on so many levels because like she wouldn't want poking. Even if she didn't work for Slade, she probably wouldn't want anybody poking her head. Anyway. Yeah, she's very passive, you know, type of person. But then when she does that, when she loses cool and almost hurts Beast Boy, they all like are like concerned about her like you need like con- is everything okay like you lost control again and she kind of like snaps out of it and then even beast boys like sorry i took it too far and she just like kind of like storms off like you people are freaking weird yeah because like, like she's only accustomed to people hating her for what she can do so like now that somebody's like you know like that the, she loses control and she thinks like she's lost like all like trust of them they still trust her she doesn't know what to do with that 
really well done because it's not like expressly like told to us. It's just it's just sort of like she just like says you people are weird and then walks away from him. Like like you should be angry at me. Like look what I just did. Like yeah. it doesn't make any sense. Like what are you doing? So she thinks she's playing they're playing mind games with him when really in reality it's Slade that's doing it. Slade's playing the mind games. Um and that's when Damien decides, like, I need to, you know, she's a danger. You know, I need to trail her. And that's where he's, like, got in his head, like, she's a danger to the team. I need to, you know, because he even asked Raven, like, what'd you see inside of her head? And Raven's like, I didn't see anything, and it's none of your business anyway. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's her business anyway. And he's like, look, it's like, it's my business what happens in this team. And it's like, you're not the leader, dude. <laughs> it's like, which I love, like, how Raven just is like, no, like, I'm not intimidated by you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, my dad's a demon and he lives in my head. I ain't, you ain't got nothing on yeah, me. Yeah, it's, it's nothing like, on that, man. Yeah. And so, like, Damien's sort of frustrated, but he's just like, I need to, like, protect the team from this possible threat. So he trails her. Um, and they have this conversation. It's just like, you know, he, you know, gets up behind him. And she even says, like, uh, yeah, you think I can't, you know, Feel your vibrations. Feel the vibrations. Like, uh, people follow me. And it's, uh, it's just like, look, I think you're a danger. It's like, you're one of the team, so I'm not going to, like, you know, like attack, but you're being a danger to my friends, and I'm going to do what needs to be necessary. And then Slade shows up, and he's like, ah, it's me, it's Slade. Ah, it's, uh, it's me, it's the Terminator, so suck, kid. Uh, because she was going to see him, and basically they was going to out him. Then so he's just like, all right, got to take the kid down. Uh, but he's just like, I like the, the, the throwaway, like must've gotten you to a Lazar Lazarus pit in time. You know, he's yeah. like, yeah, I've been bathing in it quite a bit. Uh, Lance Hendrickson, awesome as Slade, by the way, he's phenomenal in this mm-hmm. movie. Uh, he wasn't very great in the first, in the Batman, son of Batman one. Like he didn't really have a whole lot to do in this. He's way better because yeah. he's, he's more, he's more snarky. He's just as more. Just, yeah. You get more lines he, to kind of flesh him out. Yeah. He's just, he's more Slade in that one. He's just sort of like, Oh, they didn't pick me. I'm angry in this. It's just it's much more like vengeful. He's more like, all right, you snot nosed little punk. <laughs> like and, it's, and so and he's just like super strong or whatever. But Tara ends up joining in and they capture uh, uh, Damien as a as a result of this um, great little moment of uh, Deathstroke explaining his motives uh, to Damien, saying like, you know, it's like, look, you took my, you know, it's like you took my you know, took everything away from me. I'm going to take everything away from you. It's like, because you know, they chose the league of assassins chose you over me. It's more selfish reasons than like a son being dead or whatever, but sure, uh, yeah. Yeah, it works. I, I think it works uh, pretty well <laughs> for Slade's motives. You know, it's like, um, but uh, yeah, it, I, I love the whole, uh, <laughs> one of my favorite parts was when he's just like, man, if I had a week for, if I had a week with you, I'd have you bring him in my pipe and call me Papa. <laughs> yeah. And then later in the, and the later in the movie, when Damien hits, has a lead pipe, and goes, Hey Papa, here's your pipe. And he hits, That's so I didn't good. even, I didn't even put that oh, together. Man. It was so good. He, goes, he, hilarious. he just grabs a lead pipe. He's running. Hey Papa, here's your pipe. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> <laughs> so <good>. Loved it. <laughs> that's 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 how you come around on humor. Yeah, that's um, that was really well done. So at that point, uh, it basically becomes like uh, Brother Blood wants to step up the timeline. He wants the Titans now. Yeah. So he's like, "All right, you need to bring them in, like, because I need them all. I need them now, because." Uh, I don't like that they're getting so close. So it's like, all right, fine. Guess we'll bring him in now. So they got Damien. They start taking him down one by one. Uh, my favorite being Gar, who's going to be on the Kevin Smith podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they just, they leave a button that says, don't put, it's the most like, 
original Teen Titans cartoon aspect of the whole movie mm-hmm. is just like they put it, they, they literally put a, or Slade puts a button that says do not press in front of the podcast area where he's supposed to meet or whatever, right? Um, and then like he just like looks around and pushes the button and the microphone shoots a dart out at him and puts <laughs> yeah. him to sleep. My, my <laughs> question is, what if Beast Boy didn't get up and sit in that chair? If he yeah. just reached over, yeah. pushed the button, darts would fly by him and he's right. like, uh, I'm sure he was being surveilled. So yeah, you know, it's like uh, didn't even see how they took Starfire. They just left a package and that was it. <laughs> well, it was. I'm, yeah. I'm guessing the package had explosive, explosive, yeah, something, and in like it, yeah. it just caught off yeah. guard. Yeah, so that would be it. And then Slade just proceeds to beat yeah. Nightwing. To, yeah, just uh, beats the. Cra- that's a really yeah. good scene. That's a real good fight scene. Uh, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's yeah. it's great. It's a ah oh, man, uh, yeah, because he just swings in like like he shows up, he swings in, he's just like, all right, I'm about to take you to the Titans. Here we go. And he just beats the crap out of Nightwing, like which is you know uh, dislocates his shoulder, and then just shoots him in the chest. Yeah, <laughs> it was my favorite moment. Because he's just like, all right, screw this. Yeah. Like, he didn't want to deal with it like I anymore. It's like I don't have time for this. So he just shoots him in the chest. But uh, at one point, he put a piece of wood in his jacket that I think he picked up. It's a hell of a point. piece of wood, man. Yeah, I know, right? That must be some like real balsa I, wood. Either that or. Wood. He uh, 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 Slade's using like twenty two calibers, right? Yeah, for for it wasn't, uh, it wasn't a big boy, but I'm just saying, like yeah. it's, he's he's known as Deathstroke the Terminator. Yeah, like, it wasn't a high you, power rifle. Let's be fair, it, it was a pistol. It was a pistol. It was a pistol. Yeah, yeah. but pistols so. go up to forty five calibers. It's true, they do. They, <laughs> they, they do. But, caliber, but it was like so. I think it was a semi automatic Uzi though. So those don't have a lot of penetrating power. Even then, it's nine like, millimeter, I would say that's true. I mean, yeah. a, a twenty two won't go through pieces of wood, right? Like a two by four or something like that, very easily. But he was pretty close to i don't know true. i'm just saying that's it, some, that's a pretty hardcore wood right it, there it was a piece of dock wood too so it was compressed it was like yeah it, I was, guess it's true. was it was definitely a tempered piece of wood so that's let's give it a benefit of yeah, doubt sure <laughs> like, and also common and books. plus it also hit him like it went like it's it's it did like you know leave a leave a a, a, a bruise so. yeah so it did uh Go through, which didn't kill him. So, like that that, yeah. that, that foresight is like I'm going to need this later, right? Yeah, <laughs> he's uh, he's Dick. He knows. He knows what's <laughs> up. Uh, but so Dick's the only one that's not captured. Basically, uh, I oh man, I forgot to mention the uh, the really disturbing and yet comic accurate uh, scenes with Tara and Deathstroke. Yeah, so that um, right there is why this is rated mature for me, rating. for me yeah. at least. You know, it's a, a little bit of the blood and all that stuff. But that right yeah. there is just like. Ooh. Yeah, they're not very specific on Tara's age in this. Um, 15. Is it 15? She says 15. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad they didn't have Slade like pursue that in any yeah. way, but he, but it's still gross because he's he's using it. Yeah. And that's like the even more disgusting, like the fact that he's using this idea that they'll be together when this is all done. Oh, it's very yeah, disturbing. It's, just, it's just like when, I, when she shows up in that one scene um, in lingerie and like you could tell she put makeup on all this stuff. Yeah. And I was just like, what? <laughs> and that's a hundred percent comic accurate. Yeah. That whole thing um, that she is in love with Deathstroke. That is the reason she's doing. He this. uses her to get and what he wants. Yes, uh, uh, in the Judas contract. Yes, that that is the specific reason this is happening. It's not like in the. It's not a sidekick thing like it is in the original cartoon. Like it's <laughs> yeah. it's straight up. She's in love with him. Uh, yeah, and they even like make like the most. Imp- she makes implying. You know, like she's just. A, she, yeah. It, it's a really well done aspect of a of like a 
bad kid though, like a bad seed type of thing. It really is because mm-hmm. like like that that attitude. Like we've all seen that attitude in like younger you know uh, like younger girls that are attracted to like older bad boy type things. Like it's a real thing, you know, and uh, they just have this attitude, and like that's really what Tara's attitude is. It's just very like f the world. I don't care. Yep. This is the only guy that's ever cared about me. You know, so like even like when she's thinking about this sort of like you know stuff, and then like. Uh, oh man, it's just really disturbing the way like Slade uses it. Like yeah. he's always putting her down. Like they never actually like kiss or anything. He's always like putting a stay on it. But yeah, that's like, how let's focus on the mission. But hand. that's how he controls her. It's mm-hmm. just it's so gross. Like it, uh, it really... works well for this movie universe because yeah. Damien knows that, yeah. and mm-hmm. he tries to tell. He's like, listen, like, what, Slade is using you. He's yeah. he's probably told you that you're the most per- per- important person to him. Yeah, and that, that after this, everything's gonna be fine. You guys can go off and do everything you want to. Yeah, and like you can tell in her face, like, yeah. yes, that's exactly what he told me. But right. you're wrong. You have to be wrong because yeah. Slade's not like that. Right. It's like th- this is the only thing that I have now. <clears throat> I've been, and, and then towards the end, like you know, she's just like she goes full bore because like, this is it. I've literally betrayed anybody who's ever cared about me before. Uh, so, you know, this has to be real now. Like, that's it. Like, I have to have my goal. Like, mm. and so, yeah, so that, that, that was a, that was one of my favorite moments when they're all like on the machine or whatever, all the Titans are captured on the machine and Tara shows up and she's just like, yeah, you trust me. Now you're going to die. And then walks away and Slate <laughs> goes, not a lot of gray area there. <laughs> it's like, just like, cause she's so focused in the idea of like, well, I have to be on board for this, you know? Um, you know, it's, there's just like a darkness in her and she has to, has to deal with it. Well, you um, tell she gets, you tell the darkness comes out cause she yeah. says, shaves the side of her head, shaves the side of her head and uh, puts the earrings in. Yeah. So. And the black, black, lipstick. black lipstick as well. Yeah. yeah. She, now she's bad. Now you know? she's the bad girl. She's bamf right yeah. now. Uh, she's the bad girl now. <laughs> um, uh, this all leads to the final action sequence, which is probably, it has one of the weakest aspects of the whole thing to me, but, uh, <laughs> it, it's still good. Um, but anyway, the, you know, brother blood's upset because Nightwing's not there. He's like look nightwing's dead we agreed there's deaths we're gonna happen nothing yeah. we can do about that and he's like true but i want a body because there's a slim line between death and life life and death uh so i need another titan so he's like all right and it's like it's just like, of course because slade the contracts everything man so he's like so our contract was for this many titans but there's a path to salvation wouldn't you agree and he goes yeah, like not even like really thinking about it that hard. It's just like, all right. And they trank Tara and put her on the thing, because, yeah. you know, because he don't care. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know, I was like, sorry, kid. Contracts. He, he's like, you've seen their powers. I'm surely going to need an upgrade here. You know, like that. They says or, like, you should, I should ask for more with her powers. You're getting a bonus. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's like, oh, man. And she's like, check your bank account. And he goes, yeah. hallelujah. There you go. <laughs> cool. <laughs> there we go. Uh, yeah, uh, and, and I like the fact that he's trying to leave during the whole ceremony. He's like, oh, no one leaves, brother. And it's like, eh. this is the part where everybody stays, brother. He's like, what's that, brother? And he's just <laughs> yeah. like, it's like, uh, but yeah, so uh, Brother Blood gets the pow- gets the Titans' powers. It doesn't suck out their powers, though. So he gives a part it of just gives part of his powers, because Nightwing shows up and interrupts it, because yeah. he's Nightwing. Uh, I like that, because, like, he just, you don't see him in- infiltrate at all, like, at any point. You just see a robe dude, like, jump down from the balcony and it's like, oh, there he is. Hey, there you are. Takes off his cloak and just starts beating the crap out of everybody. <laughs> and it's awesome. Um, 
I like slaves. Like, all right, take my advice. Whatever you're going to do, do it now. Because <laughs> yeah. they're probably going to break free at some point. So <laughs> you might want to do what you want to do. So Nightwing interrupts the, the whole transformation sequence, but uh, it still creates this weird, stupid amalgam creature of all the Titans' powers. Yeah. Like, ah, it's like, ah, whatever. I, I don't know. I just didn't like that whole thing. It's weird, yeah. It, it, was, it, it felt like... We need something for them to combat at the end, which they did technically, because like if all the Titans are fighting Slade, Slade's getting whooped. Yeah, he's just all there's butt hands to him. You know, he, he gets whooped by one in this. <laughs> it's like you know, it's like because well, I love the fight with Nightwing and Damien fighting him. That yes. great. It's so good. Yeah, because like he's hey, Papa, here's your pipe, and then that's where <laughs> that starts. And then Nightwing jumps in like, hey, save a little for me, kid. You I know, gotta go back and rewatch. That oh, now. it's so good. I gotta see that fight. It's the best like snarky line ever. Hey, Papa, here's your pipe. Bank. Oh, and they used the little. Like the pyong, like the freaking pipe <laughs> yeah. on his on his helmet noise. It's so good. That's um, great. <laughs> yeah, uh, he literally picked up a lead pipe just to do that. Like it's just like pipe. Right. Where's the pipe? Where's the pipe? Where's the pipe? Ah, ah, there we go. Now I'll get him. I'll get him. Um, <laughs> so uh, the Titans are fighting. Damien and uh, Damien and um, uh, uh, Nightwing are fighting. Uh, Slade are fighting Deathstroke while the Titans take on Amalgam version of them. He's got a little bit of Raven's powers and a little bit of Beetle power (laughs) and a little bit. It's just like, what does this machine do exactly? Like, I don't know what it, because like, it can absorb the powers of alien biological energy, which is Starfire's Mm -hmm. power. It can absorb the powers of a symbiotic technological scarab. It can absorb the powers of a toxic waste mutation, which is uh, Beast Boy, mm-hmm. um, and it can absorb the abilities of fighting skills and magical abilities of a demon girl. Yeah. Like, it's like, what is this machine? It's like, like, it's like, like, like I just imagine, like in a way, like a siphoning gas. Right. It's like you just get a little it's bit like, out, and you know. I thought like like they were gonna use like it seemed to me like the curly haired dude. Jericho mm-hmm. part at the beginning, I felt like he was going to be the catalyst person, like he was like a person who could transfer power or something. Okay, but it's just like I don't know, but like that's how it looked to me in the trailer. But it, that wasn't it. It was just yeah. like some dude, and they shot him, and then he was done. And then like it just works. I don't know. It just it was just really weak. Like that whole aspect of it was weak to me. It just like I, it. But whatever. They need some. <laughs> it's like they needed something for the Titans to fight. Yeah. Other than Terra, and uh, also another complaint. To have about this they have a Terra versus raven fight and they don't show it yeah that's I know. irritating like, I know. It's like come you on just show up it just shows up in the, yeah. the titan tower has been destroyed and yeah raven's on the floor and there's a whole bunch of rocks everywhere right? it's like wow uh, like they show that they show the grayson uh deathstroke fight mm-hmm. why not show the terror terror well, it's fight? like we see how we it's, see how beast boy gets captured right we see how jaime gets captured we kind of see, see how cory gets, gets captured but nothing, nothing at all yeah, nothing about it's, it's raven's okay next scene raven's on the ground raven's on the ground like and <coughs> and it's really irritating because like that's one of the more iconic scenes of the titans cartoon is raven versus terra people oh. love that scene like because okay. like uh if you ever remember that one it was great because like it was mm. it was during the betrayal time the the judas contract two-parter um and it was raven versus terra and it was terra like was just like it was in this like 
sort of mine area and like it was just covered in mud. So it was just like Raven's like warpy shadow powers versus like this, you know, wave of mud and, you know, rocks and stuff. It was an awesome battle scene. And ah, man, it would have been really cool to see that. <laughs> it would have been really cool. Yeah. All right, I got to cut some stuff. I get it. So it's fine. <laughs> uh, but the Titans basically just beat the. Well, one of my favorite parts is Tara finally wakes up because she was knocked out by the dart. Yeah. And she just goes off on Slade. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's my favorite part. Um, and this is where the animation kicks up again, too. Like that moment where she wakes up and just screams to the heavens and like the, everything starts, you know, crumbling around them. It's like, oh boy, <laughs> like this is, this is bad. Uh, and she gets on this giant, like, train of a of a cliff that she's just riding towards Slade and it's just awesome because like Brother Blood's like, I am the chosen I'm ah! she gets like <laughs> taken out by this giant train of things uh, I love that part and it's just but you know, and there's a great like there's just like the facial animation when Tara's like, you know, screaming at Slade like having the whole like Obi-Wan moment yeah. you know, it's like, you know, I was just another one of your experiments, that's all I was, you know, and she's like no, it's, it's alright, calm down, it's big misunderstanding and yeah. then she walls them off and like lifts up a bunch of rocks like oh yeah <laughs> this is serious beep. now <laughs> like oh bleep. and just like he just knows he's screwed at that point yeah. like like oh i've pissed her off like this is not good <laughs> like like and he gambled man and yeah. he gambled with the most powerful one it's like yep you you miscalculated buddy um uh, so she basically brings down the entire freaking thing, and the Titans just beat the living crap out of Brother Blood. So it's like, all right, like what is the, like what was his threat this whole time? Like, <laughs> yeah. like he was so non, like he was just so like non important to this whole thing. Well, but, when he got when yeah. he got a little bit of the powers, he was a little bit of a threat. But after, after yeah, that, it just... but, but even then, they just beat him up. They yeah. literally just like like they all just teamed up, beat him up, and then Raven ripped his powers away somehow. <laughs> yeah. Which again makes it like was it like mystical, magical, or was something? Like magical in, in nature they never really explained I mean, there was like a i don't know i don't, I don't know. know say but that was my again my favorite moment again goes to mother mayhem who just shoots him dead <laughs> yeah. like, after it's all said and done just like he's just like i'm i'm the chosen one and then she just shoots him three times like i won't let them cage you my love and it's like <laughs> all right she's nuts yeah, <laughs> like, she's crazy and then she just stays behind as the whole thing collapses in on itself and you know uh the titans escape and tara falls and into the whole thing as well. She even like sends Beast Boy away and apologizes, and it's the exact same ending in the Titans cartoon. Actually, it's almost verbatim. Really? Like, yeah, it's the same thing. It's like they're they're all escaping, everything's falling down, and Terra like sends Beast Boy away, and then dies with the dies with the with the whole thing. I like the fact that they actually came back to it and they dug her up and they actually have her body. Yeah. So it wasn't just like is she, is she, she may be dead. No, I don't they, know. they went back. Obviously, they looked for her and they found her and she's dead. So now she was still alive until before she held did. her. Yeah, and, and then, she, then she died. And then she died. Um, <laughs> of course, you need that. Um, uh, but yeah, then the wrap up happens, which is a really interesting. I like the wrap up. I, I Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith does the wrap up. Yeah. I don't. I I just like Kevin Smith. I think if it was any other celebrity, I think I'd be like, ugh. But yeah. I don't know. I like Kevin Smith, and it just kind of makes sense that like if if the Titans were in the real world, I'd be like, yeah, Kevin Smith would. Totally oh yeah, he would totally be the one that gets. He would them. totally interview a Titan, and Beast Boy would totally be the one that gets interviewed. Yep. Um, but uh, I also thought that it was just sort of a, a really well done Ender scene because Beast Boy's just doing the whole like promo thing. He's being the you know like the the teeny bopper like yeah I'm a celebrity superhero. It's pretty rad, you know. And then you know Kevin Smith's asking him like you know it's like so you know like. 
like, what's it like being a Titan? And he just goes on a little diatribe of what it means to help people and to be uh, there. And then we get to see two new members of the Titans. <laughs> we get to see Ace the Bat Hound. Yeah. I was so high. It took me a second. I was like, oh, she got him a puppy. <gasps> That's a black dog. <laughs> it's Ace. <laughs> it's, like, it's so cool. Yeah. I just love that moment because like, it didn't really like lead up to anything. Uh, but like Raven was kind of like, uh, you know, I guess uh, Damien's been kind of, you know, like abrasive. And so she just gets him a puppy. And it's like, and, and, and like, I love Damien's reaction. It's just kind of like, what? <laughs> Yeah, like, he just kind of has like this look on his face, like, um, what? <laughs> like, he's like, but it's Ace the Bat Hound, and he's gonna be awesome because he's gonna be Damien's. Yeah, I know. he's going to be so well trained. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's gonna be a really good. Um, I oh. hope. I hope that's what they're gonna or use him oh. in the next one. So. Oh, definitely, they will definitely use da- Ace in the next one. He will be Damien's awesome dog. <laughs> that's like super rad and like super awesome. <laughs> It's going to be great. I can't wait for it. Yeah. Uh, and then we get a glimpse of Donna Troy, Wonder yeah, Girl. Yeah, I know. That That's... was sudden. That was pretty great. It's like, heard you got a new girl on the team. What's that like? And it's like, you know, it just shows her in the background, like kind of training to fly. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I w- and uh, there's speculation, actually, that there will be a Wonder Woman movie as well. Oh, uh, okay. Com- coming off the heels of... That'd be uh, cool. Coming off the heels of the Wonder Woman movie. So that might be an explanation as to where Donna comes from. It might be yeah. that. So it's Rosario Dawson, Wonder Woman of that universe. Uh, and we might get uh, a reason as to uh, Donna joining the Titans. So that'd be cool. That'll be good. I'd like that. I'd like to see a little, uh, little thing of uh, her origin story of... Um, I mean... They sort of rewrote it, I think, in Rebirth, and it wasn't very good. Sort um, of, yeah. I kind of hope that it's like a, an abandoned uh, girl that is raised on, you know, Themyscira. So mm. I'm hoping that that's what it is. So um, we'll see. I don't know what it's going to be. But uh, uh, but yeah, and also, uh, and then uh, he asks about Tara, and he goes in this nice little uh, thing about, you know, the, the basically the whole prevailing theme through the whole thing is just like, you know, some people have bad lives and some people can't rise above the darkness sometimes it eats them whole and you know but uh at the very end when true colors were shown you know tara was you know she was one of us and it was it was, it was very well done i mm-hmm. thought it was very well done i, I liked it a lot um, it wrapped up pretty well yeah it wrapped up well it had a it had a constant prevailing theme that really hit home so i like it i like it a lot uh it's good i'm hoping for more of these uh if we do an, if we see another uh, Teen Titans movie. What would you want to see with it? I mean, obviously we have, we see what we. Oh, also Jericho is apparently that that guy is also also Jericho. Apparently, did you oh, see that okay. ender? Yeah. Did you see the ending part? Like, no, you didn't see it. Uh, well, so like at the very end, like after the credits, it shows the place like falling apart, and it has that one little line of of Brother Blood saying like, uh, you know, there's a thin line between life and death, and. Sometimes it takes a little something just to wake it up, you know, like where he's talking about you can speak to the dead or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it just shows that the the place falling apart and that first port, that first uh, machine, and it zooms in on the dead body of that guy that they shot and his eyes just like wake up and they glow green like Jericho's little, you know, huh. flash thing. Yeah. And then it goes away. <coughs> so apparently that was Jericho, I guess. Um, Interesting. Very weird that they ended it. And also it kind of made me think, like, did they just leave that body there for days? <laughs> yeah. like he was, like, in the same spot when he got shot uh, as the place was falling down. <laughs> yeah, so, I guess they're just not really worried about sweeping yeah. up the dead bodies around. I guess not. So Jer- so we might get Jericho, Ace the, Bl- Ace the Bat Hound, and uh, Wonder Girl in the next one. So should be, be a cool. good time. I just want to see them add more team 
teammates of the roster. Really. Yeah. Who, who's, who's some Teen Titans you'd want to see? Some some mm. Titans you'd want to see on the group? I mean, I'd like to see a return of a, of a Flash. Yeah. I don't care which one. Bart, or, Bart or Wally. Yeah. Bart or Wally. I don't, yeah. I don't really care at that point. That'd be um, okay. Be all right with that. Uh, um. <clears throat> Really, they got my favorite one is Beast Boys on the team. Yeah, as long, Beast as, they, as, long as they keep I, him, I'd probably be okay with it. I'd like to see uh, uh, Mia Harper uh, Speedy. That'd be okay. Mm, uh, okay, I'd see Mia uh, Speedy. Um, Tracy Thirteen, I already said, would be nice. That'd be awesome. I like that they got Donna Troy on there. I want to see Donna uh, yeah. doing stuff because she's been forgotten for a long time, um, and I need more of that. So. Uh, yeah, uh, I want Cyborg back on the other one too. That'd be nice. Uh, here, here's a story though that I'd love to see. I would love to see uh, Blackfire uh, come to Earth. That'd be that. I think that would be a really that'd good be a really one. solid one. Yeah, that, that'd be a solid one. You get to explore that. But instead of joining the Gordanians, here's what you should do. You could combine two things. Instead of having the Gordanians, she's in league with the Reach. So then you have a whole explanation of Jaime's uh, okay, yeah. plus Starfire, and then you have a whole thing with that. That'd so be cool. That that'd be a good way to to because Jaime's been like a good like background character for all of it, but like it'd be good to see him like oh he gets like a main like, spotlight story, on him main storyline of something. So kind of cool to see them. Uh, I always like seeing like team on teams, and so it'd be kind of cool yeah. to like, see the Terror Titans. Oh yeah, yeah, see the Terror Titans or uh, the Fearsome Five or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Fatal Five, yeah. Fatal, Fearsome, I can't remember. There's a Fearsome Four in Marvel. Yeah. I think it's might be the Fatal Five in yeah. DC. No, Fatal Five's the Legion group. Fearsome Five, I can't remember. It's <laughs> something. Too many uh, Fatals and Fearsomes. Fearsome and... Five, whatever. But uh, yeah, it'd be nice. It'd be nice to see that. Um, you know, uh, Hive and Brother Blood is... Uh, already been used, I guess, but eh, you know, whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, you could see Hive again. I, I feel like you could see him pop up again. But uh, yeah, I'd like to see Jinx. I'd like to see Mammoth, Simon. You know, those characters uh, get those villains in there. Black Fire would be interesting. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm I'm stoked for this uh, this universe. I, I, I eagerly await. I would love to see a Wonder Woman animated movie uh, in this universe now because I'm actually enjoying this universe. So it's like it took it took a little bit uh, of time, but I think they've really got their uh, I really I think they really got their stuff together on that stuff. So should yeah, be, should be a good time. Um, but I would love to see a Wonder Woman movie come out of this because that would explain how Donna got on there. And I can see uh, it. Yeah, it'd be a good time. Because so, then you can promote it along with the movie that's coming out this year. Mm-hmm. So it'd be, it'd be a good time. Uh, see, I'm Mitch. What did you think overall? Did you enjoy it? Overall, I enjoyed it. Um, like I said, I wasn't too uh, keen on the – or I'm not too – Familiar. Uh, familiar with the Brother Blood story arc. I know a little bit about the Judas contract, but not not yeah. uh, to the extent that most people did. But yeah. it was a as once again, still don't see the purpose of having Brother Blood in it <laughs> um, because you could have just had Deathstroke trying to enact his revenge on Damien. Yeah, in which case he then has to take down the Titans it, as well. It it is a I will say it is a um it's it's a good it's a good final act to have all the t- and that's in that Brother Blood story of having all the Titans like over that big pool of blood or whatever, and they're going to have their powers siphoned out. That's a pretty big threat, yeah. uh, so that works. Um, and Slade's typically a contract guy, so, you know. It, it worked in a lot of ways, but it was also just also, like, you know, he could have just been doing his own deal. Uh, like, True. But, uh, you know, I, I do like Slade to be kind of like the purveyor of, like, at the end of the day, the checkbook is what's going to get him to do his thing. You know? yeah. It's like, at the end of the day, that's what it's going to be. So uh, I did like that. 
Um, so yeah, there we go. Yeah. Uh, that's the Judas Contract, guys. Uh, it's a good, uh, good little movie. Go check it out. It should be available for DVD and on iTunes uh, uh, and uh, I think Amazon as well. I'm not sure. Uh, it, it's possibly, but digitally, it's very easily available. I think uh, pretty cheap on iTunes and uh, a DVD set. So go check it out. It's a good time. Uh, check out all these DC ones. I, I do an episode on each one of them now because uh, they're good stuff. I like them. Uh, not every one of them. I didn't do the Batman 66 <laughs> version yet because I still haven't seen it. I haven't watched that one yet. Oh, really? Yeah, hey, I need to watch, watch that it, man. one. It's yeah. really good. I'm sure it's very it, fun. It, it, it plays very closely to the Adam West and Bird Ward right, yeah. uh, style. <laughs> it's just hearing Burt Ward trying to be Robin now. Yeah. It's just a little weird. It's like, all right, he's like 16. I mean, like, in the, like, to be fair, he was at one point in time a 20 to 30 year old trying to play a teenager. True. Now but, he's a 60 year old trying to play a teenager. So. Yes, but yeah, it's like at least he had a voice of a yeah. teenager, like at the very least. Uh, Adam West, his voice never changed, so it's fine. Well, and uh, so. Lee Merriweather, like. Yeah, Lee Merriweather. Like, she sounds like an old woman. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, that's, There's no way to know the way to describe like, that. Just recast. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. like, you don't have to recast Adam West because he already he sounds he's always like, yeah he's always sounded like he's that. always sounded that way so but like you just recast it's okay like yeah, but it was I, nice to know that they it's true. like there's there's still some old school uh, people that wanted to partake in the thing that made them who they are you it's know? true if I had to recast let's do that let's do that let's let's do it let's do a recast it nah nah let's not do it nah, <laughs> forget it forget it uh, or, or, no yeah I'll, I'll say it. We'll, we'll do a voice recast let's do that shall All we right. uh, voice recast uh, a Batman uh, 66 version uh, what would you recast as uh, as uh, Batman and Robin whenever I think whenever I think of young man's voice yeah I usually go to Rob Paulson. Rob Paulson, so, yeah. yeah. Rob Paulson is Robin, yeah. Yeah, Rob Paulson is Robin. Okay. Of course, yeah. we'd have to have Adam West as a. Uh, yeah, I just want to re- recast Adam West. Batman, yeah. what, if, what if Adam West, not not saying, what if he passed away and you couldn't have Adam West? Who, who would you get for it? And mm. I think I know exactly who I'd get. I'd get him for the live action version to play Batman, <laughs> honestly. Oh, really? I, I would get John Hamm of Mad Men. Oh, He okay. would be fantastic as Batman 66. That'd be good, yeah. He'd be great. I think about either that or uh, you could just go to Diedrich Bader, who did a great job. <laughs> yeah. Old school kind of Batman, uh, <laughs> cheesy Batman. But so. he wouldn't be like, he wouldn't yeah. be the Adam West. <laughs> I, I think John Hamm is a good choice. Yeah. Because John, John Hamm also looks mm-hmm. the part of Bruce Wayne as yes. well. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I, I could see that. Yeah. What about uh, Lee Merriweather? Uh, yeah, for Catwoman. Uh, oh man, see, so my my favorite Catwoman. This is me. My favorite. Well, uh, it's a close one because Adrian Barbeau is fantastic in the animated series. But my favorite Catwoman. I freaking love um, Eartha Kitt as as Catwoman. Oh, okay. I love Eartha Kitt as Catwoman. She was the best one at doing the stupid cat puns. She's like perfectly. Like I don't know. She has that Egyptian type of like look to her and everything. I love love Eartha Kitt, but mm. she's sadly passed away as well. Um, so I, I'd go with so I, I I like Cree Summer. Uh, so uh, Cree Summer does a really good uh, sort of Eartha Kitt type impression actually. Okay. So I'd go with Cree Summer uh, if I went with a celebrity. Oh goodness. Um, and it's not Anne Hathaway. Uh, that yeah. means, uh, she uh, she was fine in the movie, but I don't really see her as like a voice for Catwoman. Oh, I don't know. I, I might oh. just I might go back to Adrian Barbeau. Adrian yeah. Barbeau is awesome. That's, a, that's who I was going to that, pick. That's, the, that's kind of my Catwoman. Yeah, that Catwoman. <laughs> she just does such a great job. Yeah, it's kind of, oh, you know who did a really good job in uh, the Batman? Um, oh, who's the girl in? Uh, Oh, Gina, 
man, what's her name? I'm Gina Jourman. No, um, I'm going to look that up real quick. Uh, man, I forget her name. Gina Gershon. Gina Gershon. Gershon. Yes, okay. yes. Gina Gershon. Uh, yeah, she was. Uh, um, I was trying to think. She was in a movie with Jennifer Tilly. That's what I was trying to think of. Uh, she's in a movie called Bound with Jennifer Tilly. Phenomenal movie, by the way. If you ever watch, you ever want to watch that movie? Kids, don't watch that movie. Uh, <laughs> phenomenal movie. It's fantastic. All uh, right. But Gina Gershon played Catwoman in The Batman, and she was great. Uh, mm. The Batman has some of the best uh, voice casts for some of the villains that I've heard. Uh, Ron Perlman as uh, Croc is fantastic. Nice. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, Gina Gershon as Catwoman is probably one of my favorites. And uh, 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 Robert England as Riddler is fabulous. It's like worst design for Riddler like ever. Mm. But like voice cast wise, I love Robert England as as the Riddler. So good. Yeah. So inquisitive and, and meaningful. Ah, but that's it, guys, for this episode of the Animation Destination Podcast. Uh, Mitch, thanks for being on. Thank uh, you for having me on. Uh, you're on that Bagged and Bearded show. What's on Bagged and Bearded this week? Uh, the, and we just did last night a, po- a podcast on Willis Portratio. He's oh, one yes. of the uh, co-founders of Image. Uh, we were trying to you mm-hmm. know, highlight an image uh, creator or artist uh, every single uh, week uh, for this whole year. Yeah. I'm sorry, every month, single month, month for this whole year. year uh, just kind of celebrating Image's 25 years of being alive and yep. and kicking butt. Yep. Um, but I Doing better than ever i'd say yeah like, quality wise i don't know how they are like so i feel like they're doing really well sales wise they got like, great they yeah, got great books but, coming out man great yeah. books that are already out great yeah. books coming out it's just yeah. i highly recommend people yeah to uh check it out speaking of checking it out you guys also can find me on the destination facebook page with my tuesday shipments with mitch yep which is where i pick five books read them and give you a little rundown of what they're about and why i like them and always as always tell you guys to check that out so mm-hmm. check it out yep there you go Mitch, thanks for being on, always. My pleasure. Uh, hopefully we'll be on an episode of The Judas Contract on Bagged and Bearded. Mm-hmm. Uh, I might uh, have a little inside knowledge that that may be happening sometime. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, you can check us out on Animation Destination Podcast on DestinationComics.com. You can also check out our other podcasts there. You can check out my written reviews at AnimationDestination.com. Uh, and you can check us out on Facebook at Animation Destination and at Animation Pod on Twitter. Next week, we're doing Naruto. Animation destination. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening. DNN.